May I just say, President, Vionis and First Lady and Speaker, distinguished members uh, of Parliament and Dean of the Diplomatic Corps, ambassadors and distinguished guests, all dear friends, as I've just said in Irish, I just want to thank you, President, for your warm and generous words of welcome here this afternoon. I want to thank you, uh, not only on my own behalf and the behalf of the people of Ireland, but also for the warmth of the reception that you have afforded to the representative of the Irish government, Minister Stanton, and all of those who are travelling with me. It has been a visit that has been not only very valuable in the exchange of views, but it is a, a, a visit that has been conducted with incredible warmth, and I hope that we will be able to regard our, my visit as an even further opportunity for deepening the existing warm relationship that exists between our people. You make reference to the hospitality that we have afforded 30,000 or so uh, Latvians. May I tell you they make a valuable contribution, uh, and not only in terms of the economy and society, but also in the cultural links that they bring, make possible for us. Both of our peoples have been people who have been for a very long time international travellers. It has been the way it is. So there are many bases for our common understanding. I want to thank you for the opportunity of being able to participate in the celebrations of your centenary. You mentioned indeed, as indeed we have had in our conversations together, there are many things we share in the past, including dealing with the presence of powerful neighbours, but also dealing with the aspirations for independence preceded by a very deep, deep and meaningful attempt to celebrate our own cultures. I think as well that it is, uh, I, I want to congratulate you as well on the 100th anniversary of the Latgala Congress of Latvians last year, which marked the decision of the people of Latgala to join with the people of Izem and Korsem on the path to national independence. We ourselves are in uh, I think midpoint in relation to our decade of centenaries. We began, I think, uh, speaking about just before the, 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 the First World War, uh, we had the most one, a foundational lockout which locked out our workers and it was a very important moment in the history of the labour movement. And this was followed by the war, which is of course followed by the Easter Rising of 1916. I think that event is best interpreted as well in terms of the flux and turmoil that was all over Europe just before the collision of empires, which was the First World War, which drew such an incredible price from people of all ages on the Europe. But during our commemorations then, and we are moving now to the period of independence and after that the tragedy of our civil war. Uh, we have had also to bear in mind those who, for reasons of profession or reasons of poverty, uh, took part in, as members of the British Army in the, in the First World War. What we've had to do is an extraordinary thing in Ireland, and I had a visit to the, your National Library earlier, was an exercise in using memory 
in which I have been calling in my different speeches the task of ethical remembering, drawing on philosophers like Paul Ricoeur and Hannah Arendt and Richard Kearney and others, but really saying what it is about is being able to open ourselves to the narratives of other people who have different interpretations of these events. This is something we share all over Europe. It's something that we've gained from doing. Indeed, it is something I have suggested as well, that some of the members of the European Union in dealing with their past and dealing with the continents like Africa and Asia and so on, could do so with great benefit by transacting the past and in a generous way in which one, without necessarily having to agree, but being able to put oneself into the mind of the other, creates an atmosphere in which the present is richer, but most important of all, nothing is removed from the possibilities of the future, as we call it in the Irish language, nefederukti. I think that this year, as we share celebrations of centenaries, it's an opportunity for us in Ireland and for all friends of Latvia to congratulate you and your reassertion of your place among the nations. It is one thing to achieve freedom, it's another to regain it. And I am very proud as President of Ireland to say that we are one of three countries that have never recognised the occupation of your country. I also want to say that in the house where I live now, in the home of the President of Ireland, Maybe one of the greatest days was the 1st of May 2004, when you joined us in the European Union, as we called it, Lana Falci, the day of welcomes. Ten new member states of the European Union came together on the grounds of the official residence of the President of Ireland. I say in conclusion that it is very important, I think, as well, that we realise now, all of us, all of you, of that 10, but all of us of the 27. All our voices are equal, and all of our opinions are valuable. And there are many things that we share, and there are some things that would be particular to each of us. And therefore, that's what must dominate in the conversation as to the future of the Union, which I hope will be one that will offer opportunities and equality, and equality of opportunity uh, in an entirely new way to all of the peoples of Europe. In the global landscape which we find ourselves at the moment, I think we should not be intimidated by the size of any of the challenges. Together, we can create entirely new forms of connection of symmetry between ecology and economics and ethics and values. As small countries, we are better prepared to create what is new rather than clinging to what is old and failing. And therefore, I think the social cohesion which really is, must be the privileged aim of to the future of the Union, is something we can do together. I do want to thank uh, the members of your community, the Latvian community in Ireland. I want to say, as a small country like ours, we welcome diversity and vibrancy, the energy it brings, and also the opportunity of coming to know, not requiring anyone to forget their own culture, landscape, cultural songs or music. Very conscious I am, of course, that you are a people who have in fact always valued the celebration of music collectively, singing collectively and the importance of culture. I think that I hope that many of the Latvians who are with us 
when they return to your own beauty, their own beautiful homeland, Nurefilishi, the Walias, we would say in Irish, I hope they bring with them the warmest memories of relationships and memories of the importance of the bonds that tie us together as members of the European Union and members of the dialogue that will in fact define its future. Mr President, thank you, Millie Buikas, and I now ask Pimpin to raise your glass to the President and people of Latvia and to a friendship between our countries.